So the last podcast, our mics died, and it sucks because that was probably the best part. Um, and now it's about an hour later because mics take apparently some time to charge. And Gwen got a phone call; she had to walk away. Yeah. Too. Now it's ten thirty, and it's past my bedtime. So. <laughs> well, thank you for joining the podcast again. I think we were at the most interesting part. Uh, it was all about well. First off, we were discussing right before this podcast, like right before we restarted it, that uh, Gwen's going to be carrying the majority of the podcast tonight because I know that's what people want to hear and that's what people are really into. So, because uh, they follow you, Gwen. They, they follow me, right? Yeah. No. Um, I was mentioning that half the time y'all are probably like, shh, shh, shh. <laughs> yeah, Merlin, go on his tangent. I want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you even remember what we were talking about before? Of course I do. What were we talking about with we were aliens? We talking about how aliens, I always think that they're curious beings. Right. And not, not that I always think that they're curious, curious beings, but I think that, you know, um, they're not so different from us because... If we were to, you know, be on their land, we would probably do something similar. You know, mm-hmm. like wanting to just scope it out and see what it's all about. And that's where the whole we come in peace comes from. Yeah, I don't know if... Or I'm, maybe they just are secretly just trying to tear us apart. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> two, two sides of the coin here. Uh I mean, it's really, you would hope that a super evolved alien civilization would be peaceful. But I think at the end of the podcast, which our audio probably cut out towards the end there, I don't even know if I, if I was really talking about it on the podcast about how you hope that a super evolved civilization would be beyond war and be more interested in observing, you know, an early life form developing. Um, and you would hope that they're just searching out of curiosity, not out of, you know, resource grab. But that also kind of circumvents, I mean, that kind of appeals to, like, the higher nature of, like, or, like, the romanticism of, of it. Yeah. But in reality, most likely, you know, wherever they're from, I mean, they're on the same time clock that we are, sort of. I mean, right, our sun is on a time clock before it expands and eventually engulfs the earth and it becomes uh, uninhabitable. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, just like that, we'll have to be nomads someday, potentially from the earth to somewhere else. Um, and there's different levels of civilizations. There's like a level one, there's a level two, and then there's a level three. Um, and basically how you categorize each of like what level you are of a civilization is your ability to harness energy, harness power. So level one can potentially, can pretty much harness all the power of whatever planet they live on, right? So perfectly geothermal can, you know, manipulate land, can terraform, very easily change the planet around whichever way they want, right? Yeah. Level two, there's, 
you you can pretty much start capturing about I think it's like sixty percent of the sun's total energy as well as terraforming other planets. Mm-hmm. Level three is you can perfectly uh, create a Dyson sphere, which is like a basically just imagine you know massive solar panels that go around a sun, and it perfectly captures the entire energy to then you know. Um, to then, uh, I guess, be used for deep space travel to be used to completely transform planets. You can deassemble, disassemble planets, as well as like uh, and resource grab them, mine them, create huge interplanetary structures, and uh, your civilization essentially is like beyond like um, biomass, which means more like you know um, AI ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So those are like the three levels of civilization. We're not even at level one. <laughs> I think, I think the where we were last clocked was somewhere around like point six. So we still have like another half percent to go before we're even considered considered a level one. <laughs> before we're even on the board. Right. We're we're still like little monkeys running around in the forest, you know. <laughs> what do you well, mean? You always mention me and my little chip chip brain. Yeah. Like whenever you're you're fixated on something or like there's a certain subject that you just want to talk about and you're like, well, my little chip brain was mm-hmm. thinking and it's just funny. You, you always like... Yeah, my chip brain, it, it gets distracted. It goes to like little places and it's super satisfied. It goes to little places. Over dumb things. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm only as capable as as much as evolution allows me to be. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if I'm descendant of chimps, I'm gonna still have chimp tendencies. No, I get it. It's just it's funny that that's always what I go back to. You revert to it all the time. Yeah. It's almost like a daily saying out of your out of your mouth. Mm. Me and my chimp brain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because so. me and my chimp brain are doing things. <laughs> <laughs> Making money doing things. Making money stocks. doing things. Stocks. Yeah. Fa- fixating on aliens. Yeah, lots of lots of weird activities. The last podcast, I, I posted this gallery of AI art. Oh, jeez. It looks like he's wearing sombreros. I thought it all looked cool. I would say... I like the style. It's pretty interesting, yeah. It's weird how some of these UFOs come off different. Like, that one looks like a a jellyfish. That's funny to me. Which one? That one. Oh, yeah. The little green one. It just looks like a jellyfish. Yeah, I like the first one with the like giant mega structure standing in the background. That's interesting. Where I guess umbrella. Yeah. Yeah. I also like the bottom right one. Mm-hmm. With those like two little alien. Well, do you notice that with like this one, the bottom right one, the the UFO is like curved. Mm-hmm. 
would normally like see it straight, so that's interesting. Yeah, it's curved like a scoop. I know something you don't know. Like a scoop chip. <laughs> it's better at scooping space out and eating it. Yes. It just you know how like in it's always sunny when <laughs> when he's like I put oh so you don't want me to put trash in the in the uh what is it fuck the. For, uh, in the furnace. In the furnace. In the furnace. Who's gonna put the trash in the furnace? It makes the bar smell with that good smoky smell that we all love. No, is that where the bar smells like trash? Like, <laughs> and then it goes up into the air and it becomes stars. And he goes, I don't know if that's true, but I don't know enough about stars to dispute it. <laughs> oh, so yeah, the spaceship flies. It, it eats up the space and like because it's scooped, it scoops up the space more efficient, so it's faster. At scooping space. It's scooping space. <laughs> That's how they get to us so quickly. Yeah, Just by scooping. Scooping the space. Yeah. Scooping it from one, you know, it bends it around and does all kinds of things. And, you know, it's very delicious, I imagine. Yum. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Talking about It's Always Sunny, the new season. I don't think my audience likes it's always sunny. I'm, no. I'm incredibly disappointed in them. And they should do no, better. There was no bite. There was no bite. Aw, that sucks. Yeah. Well, I don't think they get it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they understand how much of a masterpiece it's always sunny is. Like how much social like commentary they, they put into their show and yeah. how much I how much I appreciate that they do every level of the show. Whether it's they write the three main characters write the episodes, they they develop the episodes, they direct the episodes, they act in the episodes, and then they edit the episodes. I mean, all the way from you know the level of artistic talent you have to have. Rough draft all the way to final. Right. Draft, yeah. Like the level of creativity, mm-hmm. on top of managing like essentially a business, where you know you have a whole bunch of people working for you. You got to create your vision. And you have to do it 15 times in a row in about, you know, six, five, six months. Get everything written and produced, shot, done, slapped on. Be And on top of that, be funny and be good at it. Yeah. You know? And so Keep I think... The engagement, but also um, try to branch out with new ideas. Right. And I think that's, like, incredibly every hard. every episode is different. Every episode yeah. is different. It's not like a show that follows last time on, mm-hmm. you know. Like, it, it's not like a storyline. I mean, it follows some, like, storylines. Like, obviously, like, there's some light char- like character developments that happen. But, yeah, like, and the, and the concept around it each time is just, I mean, the concept that they, they figured out is really good. And the way they write and play off of each other is really good, too. Yeah. So. The inflation episodes suck, but that's a whole I mean, the new seasons have sucked. The last three seasons have, have been hard to watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't, I don't necessarily blame people yeah. for it, but, man, yeah, it's been, it's been rough goes. The inflation episode was all over the place. Couldn't. That was bad. Couldn't figure it out. I was really excited that they, I thought they were going to explain inflation because I think the thing that people don't get about inflation is, so like we're at, today it reported at about 4% inflation. 
which is down from I think it was about four points, four point seven five percent. It was six a couple months ago. That is true. So it dropped, but the problem is, is that inflation, like the money, still stays in the system. You have to have disinflation, negative inflation. So it has to be like minus three percent to like make your money more valuable again. So it's kind of like the afterburner effect of the inflation that really starts to like hurt people's wallets. It's not actually the inflation itself when it's circulating into the system. It's the it's the slowdown. And if you don't slow it down enough, like if you don't just do the job correctly and make it go negative, it really doesn't restore things back to where it should be. So, um, and the problem too is, is that it's not like there wasn't inflation before this. There was inflation before this and inflation has been ongoing for multiple years. So we have a real problem because it's not like, well, it was just one year. We can kind of just let it run and eventually the system will catch up to itself. It's no, this has been running for multiple years. They didn't address it. They in fact completely overshot, put way too much money into the system. And now, you know, the problem is, is that all these asset holders have a whole bunch of like money in quotation marks mm-hmm. and it's not it it's actually creating like a a wealth inequality effect where it's actually really going to hurt the economy in the long in not just the long run but probably the medium and short term as well where um you're probably going to see spikes in the poverty rates and a lot of people are going to starve just because, you know, I mean, they want to protect 401ks and they want to, I mean, I, I'm not, who's, who's to say, right, about, you know, should my retirement be protected um, versus, you know, does the next generation deserve to have, you know, the right to live yeah, and the right to live within, you know, decent means, especially if we can provide it, you know, I think, I think you think back to earlier human generations and the amount of like suffering that they went through to get to here where you know there was a time where uh god what year was it you were there (laughs) (laughs) uh the plague was running through europe remember that year (laughs) and the sun wasn't there the sun wasn't there it was just gone it was fogged out because of volcanic ash yeah and a comet strike and um, there was like a, it was basically a mini ice age and in it there was a person that literally wrote a journal that said you know if there's anyone that even survives this know that I lived and I mean the amount of like torture because he he was the last one in his village to get caught with the bubonic plague right yeah. and so I mean imagine dying alone without that kind of hope or imagine like even the people in the great recession how many people died on the streets because you know it's just I mean, it's unfathomable the amount of suffering amongst like the general mass population of like humanity, and it doesn't have to be that way. That that's the really fucked up way that like that that gets me in the end. I think, yeah. you know, I mean, I think I lean a lot more conservative when it comes to fiscal issues. I I tend to be more socially liberal on on things. Um, just because I'm, you know, I'm accepting of people, right? As long as it's not harming someone else or you're not forcing or trying to control other people's way of life, you know, I mean, live and let live, right? Yeah. So, 
but there's, I think, I think that, you know, there is going too far on the, on the fiscal spectrum and not thinking about, well, what about the sunset, you know, or the sunrise that happens the next day, you know, the sunrise after me. I think that, you know, if we don't step up to the plate and really try to change things around, there's, we're not going to be leaving this earth in a place that's better than when we found it. And, yeah. you know, that's sad because I think we have a control to, to make it better than what, where we found it. Maybe that's just idealism, but. No, I agree. I think that ultimately with everything coming out, you know, they're saying we have 12 years to reverse the shit that we've put this planet through or like we're screwed or whatever. I don't know the, the actual, you know, facts behind it, but like, pollution wise like all the junk in the oceans and stuff like there's ways around that but the thing is it comes down to greedy corporations and just greedy people in general mm -hmm. greed in general people just want to spend less but get more right right and so it's easier to mass produce all of these plastic water bottles that are terrible for the oceans versus you know like Right. Reusable waters that are water bottles that are way more expensive, but realistically are more like safe. Yeah. So just yeah, piggybacking off of what you said. Yeah. I think we've definitely gone down the rabbit hole of doing more harm than good. Yeah. And that's why aliens fucking hate us. <laughs> <laughs> is that is that is the, the fact that we have to even is the fact that we even have to argue over over something like this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Why why wouldn't you want to preserve the next generation? Why wouldn't you want life to proliferate in the least amount of suffering as possible? Doesn't that sound like a win for everybody? Maybe yeah. they're just getting a front row seat to the destruction that's about to happen. I just think, well, I think it, it's egoism, you know? I think a lot of times it's like not realizing that, you know, um, your life isn't as unique as you think it is. Like your life is unique, but it's not as unique as you think it is. Like whatever you acquire in this life, it's like getting chips from the center of a table. But at the end, when it's your turn to stand up from the table, you have to push those chips back into the center. You know, yeah. you don't get to keep the chips. It's, yeah. it's there for your moment and then it's gone. So, you know, wouldn't you want everyone to, to have a couple of chips? You know, I mean, I'm not talking about like fucking communism here where, you know, means of production and it all has to be shared, but I'm talking about, you know, I think there should be a minimum standard of living for everybody. I mean, the greatest capitalists in the world, like uh, Ford, Ford believed in paying his workers above the, you know, above the standard of living. He wanted his workers to live well. And so they could afford a Ford car, so they could, you know, uh, live in a house with their families and stuff. And I think that, um, you know, that wasn't always the case. I mean, Rockefeller was certainly not that way. Uh, and there were plenty of other, you know, capital barons that were, that seriously took advantage of like human beings. Um, maybe I've just grown soft or maybe I'm a little bit too idealistic here about, you know, who's to say, you know, or is it even preventable? Because I know from a certain extent, like there is always going to be a certain level of suffering. There's always going to be a certain level of like the bottom. Um, but I do think that like, 
wealth disparity is growing disproportionate beyond far beyond means that that are going to have serious detrimental effects even to the people that are holding the wealth disparity yeah whether it's them getting their head fucking chopped off in a guillotine or <laughs> my lord or you know i mean look there there could be argued there's another rebellion happening younger generations are choosing not to have children so they're going fuck you. You want you want all the money? Fine. You want this whole planet? Fine. Have fun living it, living on it by yourself. You know what I mean? It is like a they are they are stay, standing up in a way, or you know they're doing whatever the fuck that thing is the quiet. Well, quitting. it's also. I mean, I would say maybe it's a, a rebellion, but also like. I mean, right now, obviously, like with inflation. How can these, this new generation, you know, think, oh, yeah, let me just have a kid where I'm already struggling to get, like, dinner for myself. Right. Like, it, then you think about it, well, that's not fair to bring a new life into this world and not be able to provide for it. Right. Yeah. So is it them being selfish, selfish or selfless? I think, I think, uh, self. I would argue they're doing the more selfless thing because they're they're saying, well, it ends with me then. Fine, fuck it. If I have if I have to be the one to suffer, then let me be the last one. Let me be the last one, right? I mean, right. you know, uh, I'm not gonna put someone else through this that I know. You know, they can't. They can't. Would be even worse off. Right. Or that's that's at least like what it's projected to be. I don't know. I don't know how realistic that really is. I mean, I, I know there's population collapses happening across the board, you know. Um, I'm not necessarily arguing don't have kids. I'm not necessarily arguing do have kids. I think you have to look at, like, what your own situation is. But I do think that there is, I'm just noting that there is a sub-movement that, that is now becoming very evident. Mm -hmm. That younger generations don't want to have kids. And, you know, maybe we have to look in the fucking mirror and, and ask why. And it can't be, well, it's them. Because they didn't create the system. The system is, the system drives outputs, right? Yeah. If the system has, has driven you to have kids, but your kids not to have kids, right? Something went wrong. Something went wrong. Yeah. Something broke in the system that didn't go right. Yeah. Right? And there has to be a fix. You have to change something for for it to be meaningful, mm -hmm. right? Um, so, I don't know. And I don't know where to start solving it because it's a big problem. There's there's a lot of big issues. And maybe maybe it's when the boomers are fucking dead. That's, that's when it will be resolved, you know? Maybe. Or maybe it won't. I know you said that there's there's a population decline, but I would argue during COVID, that was around the time that everyone got, you know, had kids. No, they, they said the population declined through COVID. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I thought I read an, an article somewhere that, you know, people were... They, su they, suspect, they were expecting it to happen and then it never happened. Hmm. Yeah. And then that's when the that's when the red states start looking at their population declines and start cracking down on, on birth control and 
all that shit because they would they went oh fuck this is not sustainable I mean that's why I mean people argue Roe v. Wade has nothing to do with uh, you know women's rights and, you know, the Texas court didn't strike it down because of women's rights. It doesn't matter whether it's actually about women's rights or not, right? The culture around Roe v. Wade has become about women's rights. So it's, it does stand for women's rights and women's freedom to choose. And women's freedom to, choo- you know, choose what happens in their life, right? There is a certain freedom for it. I don't know. I'm not saying right or wrong. I'm just saying that you know you have to see that there was a culture around that and it's not i don't think it's right to take away you know what what was a foundational stone cornerstone of of uh women's liberty in a way you know but they struck it down and it appeared i mean they they said out of you know individual liberty and that you know, state it was a state's right, not a not a federal right, for for that enforcement of it, um, and that it was unconstitutional. But I mean, people were doing just fine before. Why change it after twenty years? Yeah. Seems a little odd. Some sort of control there. Some weird population control thing happened. Yeah. Where they started looking and went, oh shit. And then they looked at Japan's numbers and went, oh shit. And they looked at China's numbers and went, oh shit. No one's proliferating. And they went, well, fuck it. We'll just force them to have kids. And I mean, that's what it seems like on the surface. You know? Mm-hmm. I, I would be very interested to look at the BLS numbers on, uh, on what the birth rates are for this year and for last year. And compare them. And see how it's progressively changed in red states where uh, Roe v. Wade is no longer enforced. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot that I could say about that, but I'm just. You're just gonna, you're gonna ride on your mat, honey? Yep. Did I, you feel like I accurately represented? I mean, yes, but also I think it can also go into. Women, us women, haven't really had our rights mm-hmm. per se for that long, mm-hmm. and here we are again, having to fight for our rights again. Right. So obviously, like this is gonna go down in the history books, and it's gonna, mm, it it comes off a little bit sexist, right? And yeah, that I mean that's a huge argument, and I'm not trying to get into all of that. Like I'm not. Yeah. I mean, there's a saying, Jefferson, Jefferson said the price of liberty is eternal vigilance. She, mm-hmm. You just nodded at me. But, <laughs> I, but I, I think that rings even truer. You know, the price of liberty is eternal vigilance, which means that you have to be constantly on the guard for, you know, people taking away your rights. Yeah. I'm not saying that women weren't on the guard, but I, it, I think it's a good example of, of, you know what, people will try to come and take it. And you have to constantly defend it. I think it becomes more and more true as as we've progressed through history to see how much it's changed as time has gone on. Well, the fucked up part about it is, like, if, if the roles were switched, right, if men could have kids, mm-hmm. would we be dealing with this? Probably not. Yeah, I mean, probably not. 
Probably not, because from from the beginning in history, you know, men are the breadwinners. Men are the ones that make the defi- the final decision. But the women can be m- manipulated mm. and told what to do because we're looked at as, you know, weak yeah. or, or we're looked at as um, fragile. Mm. I was about to go down my full tangent. Of um, they don't they don't actually think that, you know. So in in uh, hunter gatherer tribes, yeah, they don't think that it was just men were were the pure hunters anymore. They think that it was mixed groups and that there was equally, you know, men that would stay back in, like, in, quote, in quotation marks, no gathering and like perform perform other duties within the tribe, such as like teaching and. That kind of stuff alongside women it was it was actually very mixed um on on both sides like it wasn't just full groups of, of men hunters i don't know too much about it but that's from the last thing i read on the scientific article on it they said that there was more evidence pointing towards women in in hunter groups with the men well yeah that would i that's interesting i never really think think about that before but yeah i just i thought about it just because you brought up the fact that you just said that men are have always been the breadwinners since since history sort of history i think in western culture patriarchy has been strongly developed like there's obviously evidence of like matriarchies it'd be it'd be interesting to like study them because i don't know too much about them but and see how much they really differ between you know what their cultural norms were. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to know a a modern society that that is matriarchal, but I I can't think of yeah one. I mean, feel free to to name one for me. Mm. Hmm. I guess we should yeah. just go back to aliens because that's what yeah, people like are probably I said, I have. I have a lot that I could say about it, but I'm trying to ride this 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 mad honey. Yeah. I'm trying not to get worked up. Um, but yeah, I since the the Roe versus Wade thing, we'll go back to the aliens in a second. Like, I I I am curious, you know, if if men were able to have kids, like, what would the situation be? Would there still be some sort of control? Is it really just a population thing? Or is it like a, you know, mm-hmm. sexist thing? I don't know. Something we'll never know. I, mean, I guess we won't find out tonight. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to aliens. Um, what do you know about aliens? Before before I started like chattering. What do I know about aliens? Yeah. Do you know that the government had those? Um, oh, I'm getting pinged. Wow. You're never off the clock. No, I'm not. Uh, it's 11 at... Oh. I don't know. I wonder who's messaging me. Oh, well, we can figure out. We can find out later. It don't matter. Yeah. All right. You wonder what I know about aliens? Yeah. What did you, what did you know before? Oh, well, like, I've known that we've, we've come, come in contact with them. Um, I've known that we have 
some of their spacecrafts like we've talked about. Mm. Um, don't know for sure if we actually have been, you know, my mind goes to movies and TV shows of them in a little tube floating in the water or the liquid or whatever. Right. Like, I don't know if that's, that's really true. <laughs> um, and like the whole like Area 51 thing, I think that that's all just kind of a decoy. Mm-hmm. I think that they're probably hidden some, some, somewhere else. I know we kind of talked about it. We touched base on it. Um, what if they're coming like from the ocean? Yeah, there there's potential that or someone's been it's been making rounds online like uh, what if they were out of Antarctica or something like that. But I mean, I don't know. They, there's a lot of weird like again. It's it's one of those things where like UFOs. There's just so much hoax involved and. Seems like a lot of like fucking crate. Like, and I get it. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of like pure imagination almost, where you know schizophrenics and psychopaths would be naturally attracted to to those kinds of things because it's an easy way either to manipulate people or to like lose your fucking mind on. Yeah. You know. Um, That's why I mentioned I would like to rather just know that they are here. Hmm. And then that's where I can start down the rabbit hole of why are you here? Where are you from? How did you get here? Right. But, like, obviously I would like to know, like, are they safe? Yeah, I do think there's, like, a bottleneck effect potentially happening. If, uh, if, (laughs) what, what, oh, (laughs) you threw me off. Um, I think there's potentially a bottleneck. So if, if it's just 50 people. That knew about it versus like a million people trying to like if there's only 50 people trying to solve a problem versus say a million people trying to solve a problem right um the more it's circulated the more people are going to be able to like think about the problem seriously and like you know come up with answers that might not even be thought about you know i do i do understand why they probably either want to keep it under wraps like we talked about in the last podcast whether it's either a the government just doesn't have like a good explanation for what they were and the only message that they can kind of come up with would probably create too much panic um or you know be whatever they have that like they're a hold of is probably so revolutionary and game-changing you know it is actually a serious threat to national security um so if we were to put it out there that we have anti-gravity machines which technically we have we have publicly actually put it out there because we have the patents on it and it publicly listed how to create an anti-gravity well and all that kind of stuff yeah um but you know to to look at the actual full capabilities of that stuff it would be you know i i can imagine why it'd be mind-bending to to see you know so um but also to piggyback off of what our last podcast was about, I would I would argue the third one is the government keeps it under wraps because if for any reason they need a decoy or some sort of distraction to keep our mind off of something else. Mm-hmm. Say, oh look, we found a UFO today. Right. It breaks out on the internet and that's all everyone's talking about. Meanwhile, some shady shit's going on. 
yeah. that everyone's turning their head the left, but it's happening right over on the right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, if you, if you spend any time going through Google patents, you can find all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. yeah. All right, I guess we should wrap it up because I know we're both tired. So. Yeah, we're exhausted. Yeah. Um, what, uh, why don't you, you came up with a really good idea of, of Q&A. What do you think, what do you think it would be one question people probably want to know about me? They would probably want to know, um. What it's like being such a bomb ass wizard. (laughs) (laughs) Not to get, like, I don't think that anyone would want to get too personal with you. Yeah, Um, they better not. But I think, um. A question would probably be, why do you, why do you do what you do? What do you mean? Like, wizardry? Why am I a wizard? (laughs) No, like, why do you take the time to learn about the stocks and, you know, post on your Twitter and um, reach out to your community? Like, I know that you reach out to some people, you know, like, personally. Like, why do you do that? Yeah, I think um, it has a lot to do with my upbringing. I think a lot of like mentors, I personally felt like a lot of mentors went out of their way to teach me things that they didn't need to teach me, especially at you know a younger age. And um, I really appreciated the education that they gave. Uh, and I mean, I I want to give other people chances that they that they wouldn't necessarily get in life. And I think it's important to, to educate. I mean, my mom was a teacher. So, you know, and she always emphasized that education should be free and widely shared and, you know, um, or not necessarily just free, but like, you know, of good quality and, and, and good access and, you know, do what you can to, to make it accessible. So, uh, you know, teaching what, I, what I've come to know is essentially a, I guess, a long love letter back to humanity mm-hmm. in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't want what I know to die with me. I, I want it to to be known more publicly what, what trading's about. You know, I think one of the things that really frustrated me when I originally joined Twitter, because I didn't really have much plans to, to do anything with Twitter. When I was originally on Twitter, it was... Um, it was more just to kind of get the news cycle. You know, I wanted it more up to date and to, to not have- it's an, an immediate like refresh. Yeah, instead of having to read the WSJ like at my door each morning. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I canceled it two years ago since COVID happened. So, because you didn't know if, you know, it's on the newspapers and stuff. Anyways. Um, so, I saw that there was like a lot of scamming. They call it like furus, fake gurus, or whatever. Furus. Yeah, furus, and it drove me nuts. I mean, sometimes I would try to post some helpful stuff, but obviously you can only get so much across in two hundred and fifty characters on Twitter. Um, and the more I observed, I mean, and the more I heard about other people, you know, they're just trying to learn, and if I can offer some tips here and there. Expansive knowledge. 
expand some knowledge and I think there's there's some beauty in watching other things grow you know in the same way watching a kid grow up there's there's something lovely about watching you know somebody become a master at, at something and grow beyond what what you've taught so I I uh, I guess the long story short of it is is I uh, you know, I just want to, I want to see others grow and I like, I like watching others grow and I, I appreciate, you know, that stuff. I think it's very humbling to, to see that, you know, something can, can grow beyond what I've known and what my faults are and they might be able to take and do something absolutely amazing and, and intricate and beautiful with it. Yeah. 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 So. Full mentor. Full mentor. Yeah. Muru. <coughs> Muru. A Muru. Yeah. Merlin Guru. You're getting emotional over there. Always get in on an emotional note. Well, yeah. thank you very much for doing two podcasts with me tonight. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I love you. I love you. Um, I guess let's go drink some wine and then fall the fuck asleep, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Lovely.